0: Immigrants from all over the world come to Taiwan where they find work, start families, and contribute to making the island so special. In today's installment of An Immigrant Story, we meet Mahu Cherikuri, an Indian man who founded a biotech company in Taiwan.
1: The company's specialty is developing drugs to treat diseases that affect the eye's retina. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang spoke to Cherikuri about being a founder in Taiwan and some of his latest projects.
2: Diseases. Uh, there is unmet medical need.
3: This is Madhu Chirakuri, the founder of a biotech company in Taiwan. The company develops medicines that treat diseases affecting the eye's retina, a thin layer of tissue on the inside back wall of your eye. The team currently has two projects undergoing clinical trials. One is an eye drop for dry eye disease.
2: Small molecule enlacement from, from Allergan for treating dry eye disease is also quite exi- exciting molecule. Uh, we are conducting clinical trials for testing safety and efficacy of this molecule in dry eye patients uh, for treating over a three-month period. We're expecting the key clinical readouts this year, December. The anti integrant portion is the one we licensed from NCKU, and the whole molecule was designed by us.
3: Another project involves developing a drug to treat retinal diseases such as diabetic macular edema and neovascular age-related macular degeneration.
2: Biologics is a protein program, a single molecule with two targets, anti-VEGF and anti-integrin. The integrin portion of the molecule was inlicensed from NCKU in 2015. This molecule was designed... To treat unmet medical needs in retinal diseases, such as diabetic macular edema and age-related macular degeneration, this molecule is expected to improve the vision in retinal patients and prolong the effect and stop the disease progression. Currently, this project is in clinical trials are testing the safety and efficacy of this drug. We're expecting the clinical trials uh, end of first quarter 2023.
3: Chirakuri was born and raised in India. After receiving his Ph.D., he went to the University of Kansas Medical Center in the U.S. to complete his postdoctoral training in pharmacology and toxicology. After this, he joined the pharmaceutical industry. He then spent over 30 years developing new drugs for ophthalmology and central nervous system diseases at global companies. He first came to Taiwan in 2014 where he served as a director at a pharmaceutical company. He then founded his current biopharmaceutical company where he currently serves as a CEO. He leads a research and development team to develop medicines to treat retinal diseases such as age-related macular degeneration, dry eye and diabetic macular edema.
2: Uh, I came uh, to Taiwan in 2014 and uh, at that time, I was kind of concerned about uh, Taiwan, the language barrier, and uh, fortunately, many Taiwanese speak English. It was not the case. Afterwards, uh, it was quite uh, exciting to work with our scientists here, and I'm very happy to develop the medicines, what we have today. I'm quite uh, excited about the new drug development. Taiwan has excellent pool of scientists and uh, ecosystem and strong government support to encourage new innovations. I felt I can take the advantage of Taiwan ecosystem and create new drug development company in Taiwan and achieve the goal.
3: Chir says he hopes to continue to work with his team in Taiwan to develop new drugs to help treat more patients around the world. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang, Yang Bojue, and Li Yihan in Taipei.
1: With Election Day just around the corner, health experts are weighing in on how to prepare to vote amid COVID. Among some of the more conservative views are those of former CDC head Shi Wen Yi, who says people who aren't boosted. Who haven't received a next-gen shot or who haven't had COVID previously should not go to the polls.
0: In response, NTU public health professor Chen Shouxi says it should all be fine as long as people follow COVID guidelines as elections are an orderly affair. Let's hear what he said.
4: Voting is an orderly affair. You can wear a face mask and maintain a social distance with others. That's become the norm already. So you can just go vote as you would normally. That day will be the time for everyone to put on a display of civility. Wear a mask and maintain a social distance. Try not to linger at the polling station after you cast your vote. Look at the electoral materials first and make up your mind about who you want to vote for. Then, at the polls, cast your vote neat and tidily and be off fast.
0: Several doctors advise voters to not stay at polling stations for longer than necessary. They also remind the general public to follow COVID rules. They add that people in high-risk groups should pay special attention to their health. An analyst says that TSMC's planned expansion in the U.S. will not be detrimental for the firm's plans in the Southern Taiwan Science Park. On Monday, the founder of the chip-making giant stated that the firm's planned fab in the U.S. state of Arizona will eventually produce 3-nanometer chips.
1: That's the same advanced process as planned for Taiwan, which has given rise to speculation that the firm could reduce the scope of its Taiwan plans. The analyst says that there's no need to worry and that by the time the Arizona plant is capable of producing 3-nanometer chips, the fab in Taiwan will have already moved on to more advanced processes like 2-nanometer chips or even chips under 2-nanometers.
4: TSMC is expanding in the U.S. state of Arizona with a plant to produce 5-nanometer chips. The firm's founder has confirmed that the second stage for the plant will be to make 3-nanometer chips.
2: Uh one. two.
4: The company itself has not made any comment on the matter. Reports say that if the firm does move production to Arizona, that could bring changes to the firm's plans in the Southern Taiwan Science Park, which was expected to become a production base for 3 nanometer chips. Production capacity for about 20,000 chips could potentially be transferred to the U.S., making the Taiwan plant smaller. That could have a knockoff effect on real estate due to the transfer of workers to the U.S., TSMC has not rejected or confirmed the
5: reports. An analyst says there is no need to worry. By the time the plant in Arizona starts mass-producing 5-nanometer chips, Taiwan will already be producing 2-nanometer chips. So by the time the Arizona plant produces 3-nanometer chips, I think Taiwan will already have entered 2-nanometer chip production, or even chips under 2-nanometers. The expert says that although TSMC is
4: subject to much geopolitical pressure, its R&D as well as its upstream and downstream supply chains are all in Taiwan. With production costs being much lower in Taiwan than in the US, it's unlikely to abandon Taiwan. Over on the stock market, investors are optimistic about the chipmaker. TSMC shares on Tuesday continued rallying to close up 9NT at 491NT.
1: According to predictions from Zhanghua Bank, housing prices could drop in the fourth quarter of the year after a peak in the third quarter. The drop comes amid high inflation and rising interest rates, as well as government crackdowns on housing speculation
0: bad and concerns about a recession in 2023 have shrunk the number of housing transactions. From January to October this year, just over 200,000 housing units were sold in the six special municipalities. That's a drop of 4.4 percent from the same period in 2021. With buyers holding off on making a purchase, prices are trending down. According to a real estate analyst, oversupply could prompt construction companies to lower their prices in order to sell, which could sink prices even lower next year. Biologists are celebrating the spread of blackface spoonbills in the wetland of Tainan. A new national greenway and the highway road area of central Tainan City is attracting spoonbills.
1: Conservationists say the fish farms on both sides of the greenway draw the birds. Now for the first time, a flock of about 30 spoonbills has been recorded hunting for food in the area, in a sign of growing ecological health for the city.
5: More than 30 black-faced spoonbills are hunting on the wetlands. A scene like this once appeared only at nearby Chigu Wetlands. But now these images have been caught in Tainan City's central Annan district, by Taijiang River Basin volunteer Hu Jinwei. Here at the fish farm by Highway Road, there's an abundance of wildlife. You see egrets and ducks, and now even blackface spoonbills. Flocks of spoonbills were once confined to the Chigu area. Now, they're also gracing the mountains to see National Greenway. I'm so happy that animals, plants,
4: and humans can coexist in the city. It's rare to be able to see so much wildlife. Black-faced spoonbills, ducks, and lots of waterfowl
5: all fly over here, and you can see all of them. This area is a historic site, one of the first centers of urbanization at the Taijiang Wetlands. Over 200 years, the geography here has gone through big changes. Now, fish ponds on both sides of the greenway are potential habitats for the black-faced spoonbill. The bird comes to Taiwan to overwinter. In recent years, its numbers have grown. A survey from Taijiang National Park, carried out in November, found 4,119 spoonbills across greater Tainan, Chiayi, and Kaohsiung, a new record. This time
4: we found almost 2,000 spoonbills in the Tainan area. On the Chiayi coast, we found
5: 1,847. That's almost twice as many birds as they found last year. The new greenway at Highway Road has preserved the fish pond and wetlands on both sides, giving spoonbills ample space to make their homes and allowing the public to get closer to the birds. Conservation groups are optimistic and local people have a greater connection to nature on their doorstep.
1: Train services along the East Coast could resume in full before the end of the year as repairs are progressing faster than anticipated. Work on heavily damaged areas between Yuli and Fuli are nearly wrapped up and passenger services are scheduled to resume on December 30th.
0: And that's 20 days ahead of schedule. But for a while after reopening, speeds will be capped at 60 kilometers per hour.
4: With a measuring tape, the worker marks the tracks. Using a variety of tools, the engineering team straightens out the railroad. Heavy machinery was also brought to the scene to move materials around. Repairs are underway on the railroad between Hualien and Taidong, which was damaged in an earthquake on September 18th. The tremor damaged several areas of the tracks between Uli and Fuli. They include 15 spots along the Siukolan Bridge, eight piers on the Laklak Bridge, two train platforms, as well as connection points and electrical equipment along the line. The transport ministry had not expected train services to resume until next year. But the Taiwan Railway's administration says repairs have moved forward ahead of schedule, meaning services could resume as early as December 28th.
2: Under
5: orders from the minister, and having taken all safety precautions, we hope to resume services on December 28th. Tickets could start going on sale as early as November 30th. The worst damaged part of the tracks was a Siouqulan bridge.
4: After a discussion among engineers, the repair team decided to use a removal and restoration technique that had never been used before in Taiwan. In
2: Taiwan.
5: Of course, it would be good if it opened soon. I think it's been very hard work for them, so I understand. The issue with the bridges is that safety should be the top priority. Transport on the east coast is quite tricky. The railway is an important transport link here. The tourism sector in Hualien and Taidong depends on it. I hope they can resume services soon. The repairs were done in accordance with seismic preparation guidelines. Speeds
4: will be capped at 60 km per hour for a period after opening. Still, that's good news for residents in the area who will finally be able to take the train after more than three months.
0: Besides choosing the next local leaders, Taiwan will head to the polls on Saturday to vote in a constitutional referendum to decide whether to lower the voting age to 18. The referendum has a high threshold to pass, requiring at least 9.68 million votes in
1: favor. To drum up support for the amendment, the head of the Ford Alliance, Yenak-Wu, joined several councillors and councillor candidates to sweep the streets on Tuesday. Let's hear from them now. 18-year-olds. As you all know, you can
4: serve in the military as young as 18. Serving is the most extreme show of support for our nation. That's because we have to swear that we will stand up for our country in battle if necessary. It's a huge responsibility. So I think 18-year-olds are also ready to vote. According to our civil code, women can marry at the age of 16, and men can marry at the age of 18. But young people aged 18 cannot run for election. Doesn't that leave them excluded? I think it's something we should consider.
1: Elsewhere, student groups held events to call on people to vote in favor of amending the Constitution. According to a survey of 500 people conducted by the Association of Parent Participating Education in Taiwan, 75% of respondents agreed to lowering the voting age to 18. That's in comparison with 15 percent who neither agree nor disagree, and 10 percent who oppose it.
0: Taipei mayoral candidates were out canvassing on Tuesday, accompanied by top former and current officials in their parties. DPP candidate Chen shih called on voters to vote with their hearts, while KMT hopeful Jiang Wan-an promised to help young people chase their
1: dreams. Independent candidate Huang Shanshan Minhua said she had the support of young people and that she expected many young voters to turn out. Let's hear from the hopefuls themselves.
5: Go, go, go. Vice President Lai Qingde and former Vice President Chen Jianren hold hands with Democratic Progressive Party Taipei mayoral candidate Chen Shizhong and chant campaign slogans. With only a few days to go in his campaign, Chen Shizhong is out in force canvassing for votes. I'm here to show Chen Shizhong my support and to celebrate three more days of
4: smooth campaigning over 12 districts. I'm here to help usher in the final victory.
5: In four days, Taipei will, days, Taipei will welcome a chance for real change. Chen Jien-ren boards a bulletproof campaign truck, a first for the former VP. He follows Cheng Shizhong through the streets of Taipei's Beitou District and then on to Shirling District.
1: All
5: 12 districts are equally important
4: and we will visit each in order one by one. I believe the city's residents have sharp eyes. I hope they will all follow what's in their hearts and vote based on what they
5: themselves hope for. <laughs> Meanwhile, came T Hopeful Jiang Wan and was also out canvassing on Tuesday. Jiang set out from his own constituency as lawmaker, accompanied by KMT Chair Eric Chu. Chu is optimistic about the KMT's chances in Saturday's election, and is reportedly eyeing nominations in April for the 2024 presidential election. A source in the party has claimed Chu wants to block new Taipei mayor Ho i from nomination, but the chair has denied the rumor.
4: What a base rumor. What a low thing to
5: say. Is it even worth responding to such nonsense? Separately, in the city's Wanhua district, independent mayoral candidate Huang Shanxian was busy canvassing with city councillor candidate Wu Yixuan. Huang has said she will also be out in a campaign truck. (laughs) We'll do that in the last two days, so we are making plans. We have to apply with the city and register our route. Things are heating up in the final push for the Taipei mayoral election. This year, there will be 45,000 first-time voters in the city, and candidates are clamoring for their votes. We don't have very flashy packaging, but we have something very
4: solid. We can help our young voters achieve their dreams in this city. When I was out canvassing just now, I heard a child tell their mother to vote for us. There was also one voter who said their son had returned from Germany just to give us his vote. Young
5: voters are not going to miss out on these elections. Candidates across party lines are out in full force in the final push for the elections. Whatever happens, all eyes will be focused on the final results this Saturday.
0: CPP Taoyuan mayoral candidate Chen Yunpeng on Tuesday talked about taking over work on Taoyuan's MRT system if elected. Chen said that large infrastructure projects span different administrations and said projects may be halted if incoming mayors have different ideas.
1: Meanwhile, KMT Taoyuan mayoral hopeful Simon Chang accused Chen of emotional blackmail and said voters wouldn't fall for it. Let's hear from the two candidates.
5: President Tsai Ing-wen passes through the ticket gate and hops into a train carriage. Tsai joined and Mayor Zheng Wen-san Tuesday to lend support to mayoral candidate Zheng pungs campaign. While in the city, Tsai inspected work on an extension to the MRT Taoyuan airport line at Laojie River Station, which is expected to open in July. 文太市長, Mayor <laughs> Zheng San
4: told us that with Zheng pongs help, the city received a lot of subsidies for the airport MRT from the central government. Zheng pong has also proposed an idea, which I think is pretty good, and that's the idea of a 1,200 NT inter-city monthly transport pass. I was thinking that when I retire as president and get on with my
5: life, I could buy this pass and go wherever I like. Tsai endorsed the proposed monthly pass and expressed praise for the mayor and mayoral candidate. Meanwhile, Zheng Wen san expressed his hope to see Zheng Yunpeng continue work on the airport MRT system if elected. <laughs> I really hope that Zheng Pong can finish the second
4: half of the six planned MRT lines in the city, which cover three key centers. The first half, I have already put my best effort into finishing. I think he is the best choice for completing the second half. Large infrastructure projects are always the work of successive administrations. You can look to Kaohsiung four years ago for an example. That's a really classic example. At the time, Han Guoyu took office as mayor because the people of Kaohsiung gave him a chance. However, as you can see, when he took over the previous administration's light rail project, he tried to change the routing, and the
5: whole project came to a halt. As Zheng Yunpeng was bringing up former Kaohsiung mayor Han Guoyu to make an example, Han's wife was with KMT Taoyuan mayoral candidate Simon Chang in the city canvassing. Chang also hit out at Zheng Yunpeng while on the campaign trail. They say that if you vote for me, this will happen or that
4: will happen. This is totally a form of emotional blackmail. I don't think that voters
5: will fall for something like that. Campaigning continued for the Taoyuan mayoral race on Tuesday, with one candidate emphasizing transportation-related issues. Saturday's election results will show whether he's driven his point home.